0: Ah, spaceship,
1: spaceship. Wow, we sure scared that guy with the boombox. The time ship.
2: Get it right. All right, everyone. Welcome to 1980s Los Angeles.
1: Wow, look at
3: all the neon clothing. <laughs> Ooh, and the crimpy hair. The smog. Yeah,
2: this was before <laughs> environmental regulation.
3: Wait, what year is it again?
2: 1985.
3: 1985? That's the year that Marty McFly goes back to the future! Do you think we'll bump well, into it?
2: Marty McFly isn't real, Arthur. He's just a character in a movie.
3: But didn't your dad say that Marty McFly was one of his inspirations to invent time travel?
2: Yes, but he was more talking about the movie, Back to the Future.
1: Well,
3: that's a bit disappointing. <coughs>
1: Okay, are we going to get this watch or not? I think I'm going to have an asthma attack.
2: Good call, Navy. All right, team, listen up. According to the scanners, the watch is somewhere... There he is!
1: Who? Where? Is it Victor?
3: No, it's Marty McFly! Arthur,
2: what did I just say? He's just a... Oh. What? Actually, I think that is Marty McFly.
1: But I thought you said he wasn't real? Well,
2: the character isn't, but he was played by a real actor. I
1: knew it!
4: Excuse me, Mr. McFly? McFly. Arthur,
2: wait! He's not actually Marty McFly! Arthur! Leave Michael J. Fox alone! <laughs> the Time Traveler's Radio Show, presented by WPNR at Radio City in New York. After a terrible deed that rocked the very foundations of the space-time continuum, five brave individuals, John, Alex, Jessica, Navy, and Arthur, travel through space and time to retrieve the one item that can restore balance to it all, a small pocket watch from the clutches of the dastardly evildoer, Victor. Now trapped in the 1940s with communication systems down, the team tells their story as a sci-fi radio adventure in the hopes of being rescued and saving the world. This is The Time Traveler's Radio Show! Today's adventure, back to the vortex. Saving the world can be a thirsty business. Today's episode is sponsored by Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop, a little giant's company. And now, on with the show. After a devastating draw with our sworn arch nemesis, Victor, in 1800's London, We chased the watch through time yet again, emerging in Los Angeles in the summer of 1985. The watch? Close. The time of day? Afternoon. The temperature? Hot. (sighs)
4: so hot! Why couldn't the watch have been spit out somewhere temperate, like Kansas?
5: You think Kansas is temperate?
4: Not as temperate as jail. (laughs) Arthur is so lucky that actor didn't freak
3: out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was very nice. I got him to sign my breakfast.
2: You should eat more for breakfast than a banana, Arthur.
3: That reminds me. Could you hold on to it, John? These 80s pants don't really have pockets.
5: Oh, sure. <laughs>
4: Wow, the air is a lot better over here.
5: Where are we now?
2: Glendale. It's a suburb of Los Angeles.
4: That's nice, but shouldn't we be, like, running or be under a time restraint or freaking out about Victor or something? That seems pretty standard for us. (laughs) Not
2: today. The portal we took was the first to open near here in, I'll say, 40 years.
3: 40 years? So the watch has just been sitting here for... 40 years? Correct.
2: But more importantly, we beat Victor here. I mean, another portal doesn't open for days, and he would never risk taking the long way. What do you mean, the long way?
1: Well, just living
4: time. Living those 40 years consecutively. Which means... For the first time in a long time, we can have a leisurely stroll.
2: Correct again.
5: This is great. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of miss the danger. This kind of thing is always more fun when someone is chasing you. Is
4: that the line you used on Victoria? What? what?
1: Anyway, if my calculations are correct, and they always are, the watch is there, in that house, just like we thought, John.
5: Wait, that house? Yes. That house right there, where there doesn't appear to be any booby traps or moats, it's just sitting in that little house in the suburbs?
4: Correct.
5: Huh? Well, maybe this will be easy. Oh, don't jinx us. Are we
1: sure? All the data points to it being there. Plus, there's the sheer number of anomalies.
5: More than usual?
1: Well, the watch is ground zero for the greatest catastrophe in the history of space and time. Anomalies usually follow it around like flies on, well, like flies. Uh, But the watch has been sitting here for 40 years. That gives it massive amounts of time for buildup.
4: Ooh, like that horse-drawn carriage.
5: Ooh. Ooh. Or that ancient Japanese pagoda?
4: that Pizza
3: Hut.
2: Arthur, they had Pizza Hut in the
3: 1980s. Yeah, but this one's particularly ancient looking.
1: Yes, all those. But I was really more referring to that pyramid.
5: Oh, my.
1: Wow, just like they have in Egypt.
5: The foremen
2: look upset. Well, they don't have any, of uh, free labor in the 80s to build with. We better hurry before they try and press us into doing it. Let's go.
5: So, who lives in this innocuous house?
1: It's just two little old ladies.
5: Are you kidding me? Nope,
1: <laughs> Ethel and Euphemia.
5: Well, why don't I just waltz right in there now and give them the old charm ring? I got plenty of practice with Victoria.
4: Yes, you certainly did.
2: We need to do some recon first,
3: Alex. Why don't I go? Little old ladies love me. That is a fair point. Betsy Ross did love you. Though she didn't love the flag design I gave
5: her. So
3: we're just gonna steal from these two little old ladies? Think about it as a rescuing. What do you mean?
2: Exposure to time energy for too long can cause things to happen. Just think about it as a good deed. I remember the last time that-
4: What on earth?
5: But I thought there wasn't another portal.
4: There wasn't. That's impossible. That looks like Victor's ship. It just exploded out of nowhere.
5: Oh, no. Change
2: of plans. We need that watch now. Alex, Jessica, with me, Navy, Arthur, go get that
3: watch.
4: Where are you going? To hedge
3: of Victor! Well, this was unexpected.
5: That's Victor's ship, all right. He crashed it right in the middle of a 1980s suburb. Anyone else remember that from history class?
2: No, but we will now. Come on, let's get a closer look.
4: I don't understand. How did he do it? What? To Get here. I thought there wasn't another portal opening. Uh,
2: There wasn't. He must have punched his way through. You can do that? Back in the old days when we were experimenting, we discovered you don't necessarily have to use an existing portal. If you have enough power, you can just punch your way through. Terribly dangerous, rips a hole in the vortex and causes some nasty anomalies. Your granddad was furious with us. So, that's what Victor did? Yep. And that's why he crashed. He's getting desperate. What do you mean? Pulling that maneuver is like popping a cork out of a bottle. You have very little control over what happens once you pop it. All you can do is point and shoot.
5: Do you think they survive?
2: Well, There's only one way to find out. But
4: there are cops everywhere.
5: Well, we'll just need to hurry then, before they see us. Follow me! Alex, wait! <whistles> oh, great.
0: Alex! Why didn't you follow me?
5: <clears throat> what do
0: you all think you're doing? Are you out of your minds? What? Don't you see we have a situation on our hands? No one is allowed past this one until we figure out what's going on. We
2: realize that. Officer, this may sound insane, but you don't understand the half of what you're dealing with here. We may be the only ones who can help you here.
0: Yeah, truly. What looks like a gall-darn spaceship has landed in L.A., and you want to get closer? You're
5: insane! It's actually a time ship.
0: What?
2: Okay, here goes. My name is John, this is Alex, and Jessica. We're actually time travelers from the year 2100, and that ship there is actually a time ship. It belongs to my arch nemesis, Victor, who used to be my best friend. It's all rather complicated. Anyway, he is extremely dangerous. And we're probably your only hope of everyone getting out of here in one piece.
0: Time travelers? Yes. And that's a time ship? Correct. You really are out of your minds. I'm going to have to ask you to take a step back. But,
2: officer... No we're...
0: butts! All right, everyone, take a step back!
4: Now what do we do?
2: You two try and sneak around back. I'll stay here and keep him distracted.
3: All right, showtime.
4: Arthur,
1: are you sure you don't want me to do the talking? I'm very nervous about this.
3: Don't be silly, Navy. Like I keep telling you, old ladies love me. And plus, I got a plan.
1: I know, but just with Victor showing up and all these anomalies. Just trust me. I've
3: got everything under control. Hi there. We're missionaries. Martin. Uh, Martin, is that really you?
6: Oh, we've missed you so much. Well, Oh, don't just stand there. Give your great Aunt Ethel a hug. Arthur. Hi, Auntie.
3: I'm so happy that you've come to see us. It's been years. Well, I just couldn't wait anymore to see my dear old Aunt Ethel. And who is this? Well... Uh, this is my lovely wife, Jennifer.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. That's me, the lovely wife, Jennifer.
3: You're
6: married? When on earth did you get married? Well, it all happened fairly quickly. Well, don't just stand there. Come in. I was just telling Euphemia about the time that we went out to Peru. Oh, and they, they, they seem, seem so just...
3: sweet. I don't want to lie to them. What choice do
1: we have?
3: <sighs> I guess you're right. And did you hear? Martin, and you're going to be Jennifer, just like you? Yes, you're... yes,
1: very clever. Now, come on. <laughs>
5: And that would be the fuel cell rupturing.
4: Really? I couldn't tell.
5: I'm not sure how anyone could have survived this. Victor got greedy.
4: Well, that's something you'd know all about, Mr. Are you all right? Oh, yes, me, I'm fine.
5: Are you sure? Oh, yeah, I'm great. Because you've been acting weird since London. I'm
4: sure I don't know what you're referring to.
5: You know what happened with Victoria.
4: Oh. Are you referring to your epic snog session with the future Queen of England? Hadn't really thought about it. Okay,
5: we didn't snog, it was one kiss.
4: It was an extremely long kiss.
5: What on earth did you want me to do? She just kissed me, I didn't even have time to react. Sure. Jess.
4: Can we please just focus on what we're doing here so we don't get killed?
5: Listen, it meant nothing. It was all just to get the watch, that's it.
4: Sure, I believe you.
5: See, I don't think you do. Alex. Fine, point taken. So, how about this weather? Very temperate, I'm- Alex! What, okay? You, You don't expect us to just walk in silence, do you? Did you hear that sound?
4: Yeah, it sounded like hot air.
5: No, seriously! I thought I heard someone behind us. Whatever!
4: I'm going over here, by myself! You, check over there, away
5: from me! What? No! We need to stay together! Goodbye! Wait! Jess! It's dangerous! I- You know what? Fine. That, that's fine! That, that's really good, you know? You just go off on your own and get attacked or something! I'm totally fine! This is fine! I'll just walk around here on my own! Like an idiot!
0: Sounds like a good idea to me.
5: Frank? I don't think I've seen you since you helped steal my grandfather's watch, ruin my family name, and shatter the space-time continuum as we know it! How you been, man? Better than you're about to be, pretty boy. Ha <laughs> Always with the witty banter, aren't we, Frank? Well, two can play at that game. I... I... where is my taser?
4: Well, you owe me about a billion favors. You dropped your taser, by the way, about a hundred yards back.
5: Huh. Uh, thanks.
4: All right, fearless leader. Someone obviously survived the crash. Do you have a plan?
5: Well, I was maybe thinking that we... Someone's coming! Quick, help me pick him up. We need to get on the ship.
4: On the ship? Are you crazy?
5: Uh, just go.
3: Right this way, dears. Right this way. You have a lovely home.
1: Arthur. That
3: I've been in several times, in fact, all my life, really. Oh, you remember your Aunt euphemia, don't you, Martin? Martin!
6: Hi, antithymia. <coughs> this is Martin's wife. Oh,
7: Martin is
6: married.
1: Hi. Oh,
7: what joy. Come here and let me get a good look at you. Oh. Strong cheekbones, an excellent sign. Well, give your aunt Euphemia a hug. Oh, thanks, Aunt Euphemia. Well, sit down,
6: sit down. You have so much to tell us, Martin. Why didn't you tell your dear aunties that you were getting married? Well, you know
3: how it
1: is. When you know, you know. Yeah, we just couldn't wait another second. We literally couldn't.
3: Oh, it
6: sounds like me and my George. Who's George? Oh, he was my husband. Rest his soul. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Oh, don't be, Derry. We had a full life together. It was love at first sight, you know.
1: Really? Oh,
6: yes, the real dear. Why, from the time we met to the time he died, we were scarce apart. Except for during the war, that is. Oh, which war? Oh, you know, I can't seem to recall. Uh, very handsome in uniform, though. You two remind me so much of he and I. Oh, why, thank you.
3: Well, that's why we eloped. Well, you were smart to do so.
7: When love comes, you must act quickly. That's what I did with Ricardo, at any rate. Ricardo? Oh, yes, Ricardo
6: Ooh, Ricardo Who's <laughs> Ricardo? Euphemia's Latin
7: lover
3: Wow, this just got good
7: My parents, of course, did not approve But it was love We eloped and traveled the world together That man and I salsered and rumbered all across northern and
3: southern hemispheres Ooh. Wow, that must have been exhausting It was
1: invigorating
3: And how
7: did you two meet?
1: Well, we were looking for a watch, you see. A watch? How curious. Yes, yes, it was very curious and continues to be. You see, we're still looking for it.
7: Reminds me of the time Ricardo and I were late for a dancing competition. I shared this one on the Twitter the other day. It was called Cutter, 1952. I do love this story.
3: Let me go put on a pot of tea. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm going to go use your restroom. Don't start till I get back.
1: Terrific. Wait, did you say Twitter.
2: And now, it's time for a quick word from our sponsor, Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop! Are you tired of throwing social gatherings where all you have to offer are stale cheese cubes and flat ginger ale? We understand your plight and are here to say...
3: No more!
2: Little Giants Bottling Company now presents a new patent-pending soda that will make you the talk of the town. Don't believe us? Just ask these actual Little Giants
5: customers.
4: Ever since I started buying Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop, my guests think I'm the talk of the town.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, ever since I started drinking Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop, I've been getting more job interviews.
4: Your. are
1: Since I started drinking fizzy fizzy cola pop, my teeth enamel has never been stronger. <laughs> what? John's the product is clearly a hundred percent sugar. I'm not
5: going D- to add just read it. To so it! so let me actually. get this straight. This soda is made by a bunion cream coat? Oh
3: that's gross! I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Shh! Sh- sh-
2: little Giant's new Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop! You'll be the talk of the town!
1: Fizzy, fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop! Uh, Everyone's a sugar!
2: You. Thank you so much to our wonderful sponsor, Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop! Now, back to our feature presentation here on WPNR, the Time Travelers Radio Show. Back to the Vortex.
0: Uh, all right, close it, close it!
4: Why is he so heavy? All right, right. what now?
5: (sighs) I don't know I was improvising. Well, why don't you improvise a way for us to not get killed? Listen, I can't be expected to have my best ideas when some people are being completely unreasonable. Oh,
4: I'm being unreasonable. Not what I said. Well, maybe you'd like to run your plan by Victoria. After all, she does think you are so witty. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, you're just
5: jealous that I had a princess. Uh...
4: He's waking up. Do something.
5: Uh, Um, ah! That didn't mean hit him over the head! Again, improvising. Let's see if he has anything in his pockets.
4: A knife, mini blaster...
5: Blaster, useful. Knife, meh. Keep the blaster. Alright, we're on the enemy ship. Bad, but not the worst thing. We can use this. Let's stow Frank and then explore the ship and see if anyone else survived. Genius. Well, I'm not hearing any better ideas.
4: What if there are bio-locks? We might need his handprint.
5: Oh, good point. Uh, oh wait, get me that rope over there. I'll tie him up. Okay, if we get to the central control room, we may be able to watch the security recordings.
4: Alex, if he survived, who knows what else is waiting for us on this ship? I'm going back to John. Wait, the door. It won't open.
5: That means the only way out... Is through come on Jess help me drag Frank
4: I can't see any way for this to go badly
0: excuse me officer oh you again come to tell me another one about time travel oh no
2: not at all I was just curious if you'd found out anything
0: Nothing that I could tell you. Oh, of
2: course, of course.
0: All that stuff about time travel earlier, where did you get that? What do you mean? I mean, where did you get that from? It, It sounded like a movie. You, some kind of actor? Uh, yes. I am,
2: actually. You got me. Wait, really? Yeah, really. And actually, can I tell you a secret? I'm listening. This is all just one big promotion for a movie. Have you ever heard of Back to the Future?
0: Shut up. I love Back to the Future. I've seen it five times already. Right? It's really great. Is Michael J. Fox here? No, but you know what?
2: How would you like a banana that's been autographed by the star himself?
0: (laughs) Michael J. Fox autographed this Banana? Oh yeah. And there could be more where that came from. You expect me to really believe that this piece of fruit was autographed by one of the biggest stars of the 1980s? Uh... Because I do. This is amazing. Hey, hey, Cheryl, check this out. A banana signed by Michael J. Fox.
8: I don't believe it!
2: And neither do I. Thank you!
7: And that is how Ricardo and I won the Icelandic salsa competition in 71.
1: And, again, you said you posted about that on Twitter. Oh, yes.
7: Euphemia posts
6: frequently on the Twitter. They had this thing called followers. Have you heard of
7: Twitter, dearie? Um, yeah, I've heard of it. But it's nothing compared to a discovery that Ethel made the other day when looking for new coasters.
1: (laughs) Dare I
6: ask? Well, I discovered that one could alter different items from the Amazon. Ooh, the Amazon. They were not nearly as exotic as I had expected, and it arrived so quickly, one could wonder if it really did come from the Amazon.
1: I have a strange follow-up question for you. What year do you think it is?
6: Euphemia, can you recall the present year? Oh, oh, well, I rather can't. Okay, just, just hold
1: on then. What is that, dearie? Just something I got from the Amazon. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, would you, would you excuse me for a moment?
3: (laughs) Arthur, ah. ah, Davy. You should know better than to startle a man when he's getting out of the bathroom. Arthur, we've got to find a watch. There is something seriously wrong here. Tell me about it. All they had in there were knitting magazines. How's a guy supposed to do his
1: business? No, no, there's something seriously wrong with them. What do you mean? I took a quick scan of them and I. I. What's the matter? So when you scan someone, it gives you a lot of data about them, including a fixed point in time where they come from. Everyone has one. You know, you, me, 2100. We may travel in time a lot, but we will still give off an origin from where we came from. For them, it doesn't say anything. They can't be placed anywhere.
3: Is that a bad thing?
1: I don't know. The Watch is ground zero for the greatest catastrophe in the history of time and space, right? Well, because of that, it emits a certain amount of time energy. In small doses, it's completely harmless, but imagine if the watch was sitting in one place for 20 or 30, 40 years. The space-time continuum leaking through, constantly seeping into whoever was closest to it, just- So what are you saying? What I'm saying is, this house is a permanent divot in space-time. These anomalies might never go away, and worst of all, they themselves are anomalies now. They don't belong to any particular time anymore. According to the scanner, they're outside of time and space.
3: Wow... Cosmic grannies. So what do we do?
1: We find the watch immediately and get out of here.
3: You, Martin!
1: Oh, boy. No more dallying. We have to find it.
3: Right. Listen, Aunt Ethel, we have to go. There's just something that we need to do. We need to find Martin, out. we have something for you. I-, I know, more sandwiches. But no, we think you might have... The watch? That's... This belonged to your great
6: uncle George. I think it's now time that I gave it to you. Wow, well,
3: this really was easy this time. Arthur, uh-huh. all right. Thanks, Aunt Ethel. What's this dent on it? Oh, that's from the war. That's where
6: the bullet hit. Bullet? Oh yes. That watch saved George's life in the war. I gave it to him right before he left, and he always kept it next to his heart. My picture should still be in there. And where did you get it from? It was the strangest thing. I was gardening, and it struck me in the back of the head like it had just fallen out of the sky. That checks out. What what was that? Oh,
1: nothing. Oh,
6: it's it's just that you two remind me so much of me and George. You said you were looking for a watch, so I hope this helps. More than you can
7: possibly imagine. I as well wanted to give you something. Something of mine and
1: Ricardo's.
3: Here, take these are these maracas (laughs) whoa i absolutely love them thank you aunt euphemia
6: now who could that be wait right here dears
4: this is the worst plan you have ever had
5: well got us to the bridge didn't it now let's see security cameras uh uh Sorry, Frank. <laughs> the ship seems to be fine. To be honest, there's been very minimal damage. So, where is everyone? Uh, uh... He's coming too. Don't worry, I've got this. Don't
4: hit him again. We can get information. Tie him to that support column.
5: Uh, uh, uh,
0: what? What? Where am I? Hello, Frank. What are you doing? Let me go right now or you're going to be sorry.
4: Shut it. Where is everyone?
0: Will. Maybe if you give me a little sugar, sweetheart, it might jog on my memory. Oh, gross! Oh, don't you dare speak to her like that ever again. You hear me? Alex, stop! I can handle <laughs> this! <laughs> Defending your girlfriend, Prince Alex? That's nice. I'm not his girlfriend.
5: Wait, what?
0: I... Don't know. Maybe
4: I'm, I'm not sure.
5: You're not sure about our relationship? And you wait till now to tell me? Uh, uh lover's quarrel? Shut, Shut up, up, Frank! Frank. Listen. I really think you've got this whole situation with Victoria completely wrong.
4: Alex, now is not the time. Oh, and it was like 15 seconds ago. Frank, how many of you survived this accident? Accident? The crash! Did Victor and the others survive the crash?
0: Oh, we all survived. But this was no accident. It was the bait.
4: What? Don't move! Still wild about this plan of yours? Like
1: this? Yes, my boy. I found it helps to put your hips into it a bit.
3: Oh.
1: <laughs> Martin, shouldn't we maybe be going soon? Oh, but I was just getting really good at the moroccos. <laughs> right, but we have that thing, don't you remember?
3: Oh, right, 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 right. Well, I guess we should be off then. Where's Anne Ethel? She's been at the door a long time. Just right this way, in here.
6: Martin, Jennifer, we have a special treat for you. A dear old friend of mine in Euphemia, has come to call on us. He's a real Casanova down at the Senior Center. Euphemia, it's Victor! Oh, Victor.
1: Victor! Victor!
8: Hello?
1: Stop! Don't take another
6: step
8: forward! Jennifer Martin, what on earth are you doing? Oh, don't worry about it, Ethel. You know these kids today. It's probably just some newfangled gizmo they got from the Amazon. Oh, it feels good to get a little weight off these old bones.
1: What's wrong with you? You look absolutely ancient. Martin, you're being very rude. He actually took the long way. And you've been lying to them, you sneaky, no-good, absolute lowdown! Language,
8: please, Navy. (laughs) There are two very classy ladies present. Ethel, Euphemia, would you give me a moment alone with these two young whippersnappers? I'd like to have a conversation with them about moral character and the importance of respecting their elders.
7: Absolutely. Oh, why, I've never seen anything so rude.
8: (laughs) Well... Ah, Navy, it's been a long time. A long, long time.
1: How long?
8: Oh, half a lifetime, I suppose. What on earth have you been doing? Oh, I put some miles on my soul, did a little traveling, refined my evil plan. You know the usual, just waiting for the watch to surface.
1: But why? Why would you sacrifice your entire life?
8: Oh, there's nothing I wouldn't do to get the watch first. (laughs) And I did. You simply helped me find where they were hiding it. And did I waste my life? Oh, wait. What's this in my pocket? (laughs) Ah, fizzy fizzy cola pop. Infused with stasis particles. Oh, and what's this? They're perfectly matched to my genetic code. I wonder who thought of that.
1: Oh, crud.
8: Ah, Now that is refreshing.
3: Wow, you're young again. Well, younger, you were like 50. How'd you do that?
1: They're stasis particles. You can lock away a version of yourself from a certain point and then infuse it with time energy. When you ingest it, usually with soda pop, it restores you to the age that you were when you locked them in. It's almost impossible to get right and extremely dangerous. You really are brilliant. Brilliant. It's a shame you use your mind for evil. It really is.
8: Don't be so didactic, Navy. Now be a good girl and hand over that
1: watch. Oh, absolutely not. You are outnumbered two to one, your ship is toast, and you don't even have a taser.
8: Perhaps not, but... I do have an overabundance of time energy flowing through my veins.
3: Great Scott, you've got blaster hands! Who are you? Oh, unhand me! Victor, let them go!
8: Only if you do exactly as
0: I say. All right, drop the tasers and hands above your heads. Francois, tie them up.
5: Oh, wait, wait, Frank, right now. Guys, can't we work this out without violence or rope or any of that? I mean, we all used to be on the same team, right? Tell that to my head.
0: Frank, come on! Tie him up! No more of this.
5: I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, I... I I do this, I, I know I do this. Do what? I... Plow into situations, and act first, and think later, and it always gets me into trouble. It gets us into trouble, and I'm sorry. I didn't think with Victoria. I I didn't think with this. And I know it just keeps hurting you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. For what?
4: I may have been a little saltier than you deserved. It's just, it's just the thing with Victoria and she's a princess and I'm just, well, I'm I'm just, just
5: amazing. You really are. I'm sorry, Jess. We make a good team though, despite everything.
4: Yeah, a real great team. Seeing as how we're tied up in an enemy ship and about to die.
5: No, you totally had my back earlier. When I dropped my taser, we're going to find a way out of this.
4: Well, I may still have your back. Remember that knife you thought would be useless?
5: Oh, (laughs) I do love you. I
4: know, okay, I think I cut the end and they didn't see the mini blaster wait for my signal. Oh, Frank! What? Can you come here for a second?
0: What do you want?
4: Oh, still interested in a little sugar, Frank?
0: Oh, well, sure,
5: let it be. Now! Hey! Jess, that was amazing! Man, Frank is really going to have a bad headache tomorrow. All right, let's get out of here. Dad, how'd you get past the police? Oh, Long story, you two all right? Oh, yeah,
4: nothing my boyfriend and I couldn't figure out. Yes! John, listen. Victor isn't here. This was just a distraction. Oh,
2: no. Well, that means Navy and Arthur. Let's go!
1: Victor, we can work this out so no one gets hurt. Oh, do something, Martin. Someone always gets hurt. Didn't
8: John ever tell you that?
1: Listen, he never meant. Don't you dare tell
8: me what he never meant. You're going to give me that watch, or I'll make sure that pieces of these do end up in every different time zone from here until eternity. Give me the watch. Let them go, Victor.
7: There's so many strange people in our house today, Ethel.
2: Ah, glowing hands. Age really didn't become you, did it? Hello, John. Put them down, Victor. You're surrounded. All your henchmen are out cold, and Jessica is bringing our ship. There is no way out of this.
3: I disagree! Great Scott! That took out most of the ceiling! Will you stop saying that?
7: I take back everything I said about you, Victor. You are a bad man. A very bad man. Will
8: you two shut up? Give me the watch or you'll never see your precious aunties again, Martin.
7: Don't do it, Martin. We can take him. It reminds me of New Zealand, 1973. I was... Shut up!
8: Oh, Victor,
2: what have you done?
8: Hand over that watch, Arthur, before anyone else suffers their same fate. (laughs)
6: Euphemia, you're absolutely radiant right now. I'd almost
5: say that you're glowing. (laughs) She is glowing. They both are glowing.
1: I credit it
7: to my excellent skin regimen.
1: And exposure to the space-time continuum for half a lifetime. They absorbed the blast.
8: That's impossible.
1: You see, it reminds me of the Amazon,
7: 1963. Take this, you bad man.
3: Ah! They've got blaster hands now, too.
2: Let's go. We need to get back to the Vortex
3: now. Back to the Vortex? It's like Arthur! Arthur.
4: What on earth is happening in
3: there? You
2: wouldn't believe us if we told you.
3: Basically, we made these two little old ladies superheroes.
4: (laughs) Okay, good enough for me.
2: Okay, strap in everybody. We're going to have to punch our way through. It's the only way. There's no time. Time engines to max power with full stops activated.
4: Full stops activated, Captain.
2: Punching a very dangerous hole in the space-time continuum in
4: three, two.
8: Not so fast, John. Victor.
5: Victor! Ugh. Hit the wipers, Jess. One! is bruised. Besides
4: that, I'm okay. Victor. Victor was on the ship. Well, he's he's not there now. He had to have flown off. Where are we? Are we back?
5: Doesn't look like it.
4: It looks exotic.
2: Just like I said, no control. At least we have the watch.
1: Uh,
5: hold on. What is that?
1: It looks like a wall? A really big wall. A, a great wall. Oh, no.
2: Bye-bye. Oh dear.
3: Uh, yes! Uh, hello there! I hope Ethel and Euphemia are all right.
7: Well, that man Victor was no gentleman. Indeed. I intend to post about it. On the Twitter? No,
6: on a new discovery. Have you ever heard of of the TikTok? Ooh, sounds like a clock. Indeed.
2: That was The Time Traveler's Radio Show, Episode 2, Back to the Vortex. The Time Traveler's Radio Show is a special production by WPNR at Radio City in New York and was recorded in front of a fake studio audience. A special thanks to our sponsor, Fizzy Fizzy Cola Pop. Make sure to tune in next week for episode three, The Dragon Chicken. The Time Traveler's radio show was created by Cody Cutler and Jacob Ernest. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Cody Cutler. It starred William Benjamin Hyde as John, Adam Packard as Alex, Kelly Cook as Jessica, Darcy Ramirez as Navy, Chris Rollins as Arthur, and Dane Allred as Victor. It also starred Cassie Rindlisbacher as Ethel, Carrie Eichelberger as Euphemia, Matthew De La Fuente as Frank and The Officer. Sound design was by Alec Jordan, and music by Richard Williams and Jerem Hansen. Follow the Time Travelers Radio Show on Instagram and Twitter, or like us on Facebook. Thank you for listening, and as always, see you next time.
6: Congo, that reminds me of the time down in Brazil to oh, yes. remember the dance party. Brazil, all night long, <laughs> Ethel, you animal. Little shuffle step.